0: There was an idea,
1: Romano. I've come to bargains. Before we get started,
2: does anyone want to get out? A little wait. Does this look like a little wait to you?
1: Baskin Robbins always finds out. I'm for the faster baby. Are you Tony's stank poppajio?
3: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, the show where we reassemble the MCU piece by piece, movie by movie, episode by episode. I am your host, Eduardo. Folks, we have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful episode because we're finally taking it back, back, back to the first MCU movie that ever released. That's right. We're talking all about 1994's the Santa Claus. And I've got three wonderful gentlemen here to talk all about it with me. I've got Chris, I've got Peaches, and I even have a Robbie. Gentlemen,
1: welcome. It's Eduardo and the ho ho Hoes. Tombo Gijo. (laughs) Call me Chris Kringle. Does
3: this look like a little weight to you?
1: We can do that, yeah. Call you Chris Kringle.
3: Yeah. So we're talking about Um, the movie that ended up inspiring um, this movie that came out a few years ago called Ant-Man, but it was released in 1994. It's written by Leo Benvanti and Steve Rudnick, and it's directed by John Paskin. Um, This is the movie that kind of took uh, the, the rest of the MCU took inspiration from, and it has since been sort of grandfathered in as the first MCU movie. And so it goes this, then Iron Man, and then the rest Robbie,
1: do you have a character bio prepared for Santa Claus?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't think it through. I'm sorry. Damn it.
1: We don't know about this guy.
2: I mean, he does
3: have a bunch of comics that are about him and that he features as a character. So
1: That doesn't surprise me.
2: Yeah, there's actually a really good um, Santa Claus comic series. I can't... Oh, what's it called? Um, Hold on. Sorry, dead air. I should have been prepared for this. There is literally... It's fantastic, I promise.
1: Dead air is not allowed in the bonus episode. Mm-hmm. I played bass nope. for dead air. Yeah, you have to fill in all the air. So talk while you look.
2: By the way, here's the when I'm looking for Santa Claus comic, the first result is Santa Claus Earth Six One Six from the Marvel database. Yep. Yep. Um uh, man.
1: This is like when we talked about Clause. Jesus being in the MCU.
2: It's called Klaus. Uh by Grant Morrison. And it oh. is uh it is about Santa as a superhero um, and his origin story and how he became Santa Claus. um, If if they don't put
1: him as a snap card, I'm going to be upset. I agree.
2: It is legitimately a fantastic comic series. I don't think I've read all of it, but I've read several issues. Um, As you would expect from Grant Morrison, it is pretty good. Um, It is called Klaus and it it starts from young Santa Claus. The first cover has him with a sword. So that's what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) Um, Sword Santa. And it is, it's, Hard to describe because it is dark and wholesome at the same time. Does that make sense? Like, like he is a wholesome, good superhero. He is a wholesome and good superhero, but it is a, um, a gritty comic book. So, uh, you're not learning, you know, cynical lessons like say in, uh, oh, it's the, it's Violent Night, <laughs> the comic yes it's bad santa sure have you guys seen violent
1: night (laughs) i have not seen i really really want to see that movie i'm sure it's great it looks so good that's what this comic sounds like to me though
2: also apparently santa's friends with odin that makes sense that makes sense yeah
1: all the like white guys with beards yeah all of them know each other yeah they're all friends (laughs) that just
3: that just makes perfect sense yeah they're all in the same lodge maybe odin is santa I feel like the all father
4: all father christmas Santa <laughs> yeah. by
2: the way not in the MCU yet especially at this time but Santa is confirmed as a mutant. What are you
4: talking about? The, Santa's in the MCU oh, he's not right now? mutants in the MCU, especially there the, weren't mutants in the MCU in oh, 1994. Yeah. They, right.
2: but Santa in the comics is a mutant. Yeah. Um, Santa
4: was in the. it's in this interesting gray area where they could use him because Santa technically public domain. They just couldn't use the mutant element.
2: And I believe Incredible. he is our oldest yeah. character because he debuted in Strange Tales number 30. No, I guess Captain America is older. But uh, so Santa would. Have, uh, well, Namor. No oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're
4: right. Yeah, Namor the um, Submariner. We got Santa him But Santa
2: first debuted in Strange Tales issue 34 in November 1954.
3: Hmm. So this summary was written by Robbie uh, with apparently a lot of help from Wikipedia because the summary there is actually super good.
4: You can tell it's Wikipedia because at one point, Denny's is a link.
3: (laughs) Successful toy (laughs) salesman Scott Calvin prepares to spend Christmas Eve with his son, Charlie. Scott wants Charlie to maintain his belief in Santa Claus despite not believing himself. Scott's former wife, Laura, and her psychiatrist husband, Dr. Neil Miller, both stopped believing in Santa at a young age and feel that Charlie needs to do so as well. Charlie is unenthused about spending Christmas Eve with his detached father and is also considering losing his belief in Santa. Scott burns the turkey he was kicking, so he
4: and Charlie go to Denny's for dinner.
2: It's an American institution.
4: I would like to point out that the start of this movie is just a big freaking bummer. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it starts off with uh, our introduction to our hero. And granted, this is one of those classic Christmas movie tropes of bad guy learns to be good sure but he starts out by interrupting his female colleague uh Mm -hmm. at at the christmas party uh cracking a joke about the guy who is uh flirting with his secretary which they both find hilarious both the guy and his secretary um and then he lies about being caught in traffic to be late to see his son that he's sharing custody with his ex-wife with um, and then he burns the turkey. You, the kid doesn't want to spend time with with his dad, but he'd rather be with his mom and stepdad. Uh, there's just all this stuff. It's just a bummer.
3: It's a yeah. good thing we have uh, lots of Christmas cheer to follow. Okay. Yeah, yeah I
1: feel it feels very 90s. This movie yes. feels uh, like it has the. It definitely came out in the 90s. Feel with the humor and the tropes,
2: uh, it, and the mandatory Christmas Eve night office party oh
4: yeah yeah Yeah. god I would be so mad if I had to go to an office party on Christmas Eve same
2: well and he even like he calls it out like this is about our families but our families can't be here today well what <laughs> yeah yeah like
3: yeah i can't wait till we do our turbo man episode so we can talk about jingle all the way yeah, of the be- yeah. because at the beginning of that movie it's the same exact thing it is. he's like mm-hmm. at the christmas party and he can't make it to his son's Remember, karate event you're my
1: favorite customer
3: <laughs> <laughs> before bed scott reads charlie the nightmare before oh i forgot hang on a second <laughs> hang on they're at denny's the waitress's name is Judy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they don't have any chocolate milk, so
4: More plain, bummer. Plain milk's fine. Yeah. Oh that's yeah, that's sad. She too. can't
3: she can't
1: <laughs> make the chocolate milk. That not that Judy.
4: Yeah. You need a better Judy for yeah. that.
3: <laughs> Alright, now before bed. Scott reads Charlie <laughs> the night before Christmas. Charlie asks a lot of questions about how Santa works, which Scott is unable to answer. Look. This is one of the only times in the, the whole movie that I kind of feel for Scott because he's like, come on, kid. Just like
4: it's Santa. Like, <laughs> can you just stop right. it? Sometimes it's magic is a good enough explanation. Yeah. I, I don't know about you. I never had like any of these concerns. When you tell a kid that, you know, there's a magical being who can fly around the world at night, the words magical being do a lot of heavy lifting there to explain how it works.
1: Right. I don't know, uh for me okay, how long did you guys go? I was gonna ask that before you stopped believing or it maybe Wait, you didn't stopped yeah
2: believing yeah, what do you mean you don't believe in santa we we're literally talking about a movie <laughs> with Santa Claus
1: a movie, yes, uh not I'm, a documentary
2: <laughs> if I'm honest, I probably didn't believe in Santa Claus as soon as I was old enough to think about it, which would probably be three four. But I thought the concept was fun, so, like, I always yeah. liked the idea of Santa Claus. It, I feel like this,
3: I went along with it for yeah. a bunch of years because yeah. I, think I, I probably, just wanted it to be, you know.
2: I think I probably saw Santa Claus the same way you see, like, characters at a theme park. Like, I know, that, yeah. I know that there is not a Santa Claus, just like I know there's not a Bugs Bunny. But, like, the, it's still a fun concept.
3: This is what you tell people when they tell you that wrestling isn't real. <laughs> like, Did yeah. You,
2: yeah, why do you watch it?
3: You know it's not
4: real. Yeah. What?!
3: It's not real. You can tell that those
4: people have never actually watched wrestling because <laughs> it's very clear when you watch it that yeah,
3: that it's not
4: real. Like, come on, of course it's not. The Undertaker not. didn't actually come back from the dead <laughs> multiple <laughs> <What>? times. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's not his no brother that he burned when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: um, yeah. You know, it's uh, we ne- my family, we never had a formal you know sit down moment. I think it was just kind of a one day we all knew, but we're like. But none of us are gonna say this out loud <laughs> because it's fun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> sure. My
1: my grandma would leave Okay. Santa would leave thank you notes after Christmas Eve thanking us kids for the milk and cookies left out. Oh, it that's... was and they were like long notes. And it did not take me very many years to realize that Santa and my grandma had the same handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was my that was my first tell. But then on my other side of the family, my great grandpa used to like dress up as Santa. And then that was like a thing that he did. Mm -hmm. And the very first time he did that, I recognized it was him. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, you're not in disguise enough, sir.
3: Do you know a an awful trend? And it's not awful, but I don't personally like it because I'm going to have to deal with it here in a few years. My nephew is obsessed, and apparently, this is he is not alone. Obsessed with Elf on the Shelf, and that feels like oh, no. a very big <laughs> blind spot for all of us because it's just past our time. Like we are not, right. we were not children when Elf on the Shelf came out, and it is not a thing that we are are, are used to. But like. Kids nowadays are obsessed. Yeah, my niece is obsessed with it. Yeah, She's aware uh,
2: that it's fake, but she's obsessed
1: with it. It seems like an easy thing to maintain, but it also seems no, like g- I don't want a creepy elf in my
2: <laughs> that, well, <laughs> And that's why a bunch of people our generation don't like it. They see it as um, surveillance yeah, and creepy. The panopticon but, I mean, on the shelf. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how kids... I don't think the kids are actually thinking about... The elf is watching me. I think they're thinking about what is the elf gonna do today? Where's the elf gonna be tomorrow? Like yeah. I think that's the part that's fun to them.
4: See, that part actually does sound fun to me, but I don't want to buy into this elf industrial complex. Right. Like I
1: Wait, what do you mean surveillance? Is the lore that the elf yeah, the is, watching, is, the elf you? is yeah, watching? Yeah, the lore the elf is watching you on watching. Santa's behalf. Oh, I didn't know that that was the lore. The elf lore.
2: is the sees when you are sleeping, knows when you're awake.
1: Ah, he's yeah. He's Odin's raven. Yeah, he's, he's also Santa's raven. He's
3: also like the the gargoyles in um what call it? Gargoyles. Uh-huh. The the gargoyles <laughs> in Doctor Who, who were when you're not oh, looking oh, at them, the, oh, the weeping angels. angels. The weeping yes. angels.
4: There you go. Oh, that, I guess... that makes it worse. Oh my god! Wait, I guess I'm not letting <laughs> one into my house.
1: I guess gargoyles is like a technically true term
3: yeah.
4: about the weeping no, it's angels. That is technically
3: correct, which is the best cut.
4: <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, we. We, we don't have to worry about this just yet, but I'm pretty sure Angel and I have talked about this and we're both on the uh, No Elf. Uh, no Elf, No Elf. So
2: <laughs> my brother was on that, but then when other kids had the elf, my yeah. niece was upset, and oh. so they bought into and it. And that is how it she, goes. Yep, That's she just, was upset that is what it is. No, just, I yeah.
4: need everyone to grow out of it before I have kids. <laughs> yeah. um,
2: although what's funny is they, they did that and they were doing the elf, and then the first day they, were, they didn't move the elf. They were what? The first day they forgot to move the elf, my niece woke up, four years old, wakes up in the morning and goes, daddy forgot to move the elf. So like. <laughs> uh, so everybody knew that it was. <laughs> yes. you
4: know. That's the thing is like, I, I feel like I, I would have fun, like, you know, having to hide something every day in, in, you know, you could put some fun little things together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But f- I just don't want it to be that elf on that shelf. Yeah. I remember my
2: friend was doing it and he sent me a picture the morning that he had the elf wake up in Barbie's hot tub with a couple of Barbies. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs>
4: Hell yeah. And everyone was aware of the Hanukkah version of this, right? The mench the on the bench. The mench on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing.
1: I feel like there are more shelves than benches in most homes. Are there more doors are the or the are there more doors or wheels? <laughs>
3: are there more doors <laughs> oh, or there's floors? Definitely more wheels. Oh. Floors! <laughs> Uh, Charlie also asks what a such a clatter is, but Scott explains that it was such a clatter. A rose such a clatter.
1: A rose? Barely no such a clatter.
3: (laughs) That night, the two are awakened by a noise on the roof. Scott startles... A man wearing a Santa suit standing on the roof who slips and falls to the ground. See, these old superhero movies are not afraid to kill people. It's just <laughs> like X-Men, just like Spider-Man. People
2: are just getting smoked left and right. Well, and also, this is back when we were obsessed with weaknesses. Like, superheroes need a weakness like their kryptonite, because clearly... That fall's not going to kill anyone. Hmm. Santa's weakness is falling off a roof. It's really weird. Yeah. But he can still wave while he's dying?
1: That's a bummer to have that That's, as a weakness since it's right? like a core element of what he does. Um,
4: right? <laughs> I'm going to blow your minds and spoil the Santa Clauses on Disney+. What oh, the no. fuck, man? I, I can leave this out, but I had a lot, lot of questions as I'm watching this last night, about uh, particularly about Santa Claus's death. And you know, he gives Charlie that little wave before he disappears. And it always seemed weird to me that A, Santa could fall off a roof, B that it would kill him, <laughs> C, that there was a clause on a on a trait on a business card that says, Hey, you killed Santa. Please put on his clothes and finish his job. <laughs> no 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 no
3: no no. He whoever uh is worthy, shall wear the suit of Santa. And that (laughs) is the retcon,
4: (laughs) is that the long line of Santas, the 17 Santas who existed before Scott Calvin becomes Santa, they decided they had picked him. They chose him as the person who was going to be the next Santa. So Santa deliberately fell off the roof? Yes, it was all part of the plan. He's played by... um, on the new show, he's played by Jerry from Parks and Rec, Greg O'Hare. Um, That's,
1: so the Santa on the, sem- the
4: roof. He's the 17th Santa. Scott is the first human Santa. So
1: he's not dead.
4: No. Oh, well, he retired to the afterlife, but it's really more of a multiverse thing. There's a Yule-verse <laughs> where all the old it's Santas a live.
1: a <laughs> This is incredible. St.
4: Nicholas, the actual St. Nicholas is the first Santa, and his giving spirit Created Santa Claus as an entity and all the other like magical beings, the elves, and the North have to Pole, add the a reindeer. Point
1: to my rating? So
2: he <laughs> just chose a grumpy Midwestern toy. Well, salesman? no,
4: because when he was a kid, he saw Santa too. So he did have the Christmas spirit in him, and they knew that it was there and that it could bring it out. And when he brought out his full Christmas spirit, he was the ideal human to become the first human Santa Claus. Mm-hmm.
2: This is, huh? This is like when they tried to explain why Han said parsecs yes. in episode four. <laughs>
4: very much, very much.
2: I think it just has
1: to do with his initials. I think that's all it is. He already was SC. They didn't have to yeah, make new robes. Go. Also, would you use someone else's uh, used robes?
3: I just don't understand how he gets to that point. Why does it make sense to put on his clothes?
1: Yeah, it's cold. He's also also very unaffected by the fact that a dead guy is lying in his front yard. No,
3: right? Because the dead guy's gone. He disappears. Well, I mean,
2: when he first falls and he's there. And then everything you're saying makes sense except for is the proper way to do it? Does it? Fall off a roof and die and scare them? Couldn't you, like, send the elves? Like, that's going to freak them out too, but probably less. No, I've got to die and you've got to reach in my pocket and find out you have to put my clothes on. Like... I thi- uh, is that a pickup line? <laughs> I don't know.
4: Um, also, while while we're calling up logical issues with this movie, I just I just want to say I hated a movie when someone walks barefoot through snow and doesn't react at all. Oh yeah, it's like tell me it's fake snow without telling me it's fake snow. Yeah. Also,
2: your feet an- need to be tougher.
4: Angela Ange- Ange- no, pointed right. this out. And a 100% a blanket on the roof because you see it fold over when Santa
2: falls. (laughs) Uh,
1: Do we know where this takes place?
2: I don't think it spells it out, but my belief is the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, I I
4: was thinking Chicago, too, for some reason. Why is it always Chicago? I don't know. I I know know. when
2: he's flying home. It's the Chicago skyline.
4: Oh, that'll do it.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Whoa! 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 Whoa!
3: <laughs> Jesus! My life flashed oh, before God.
0: my
1: eyes.
3: <laughs> <sighs> oh my goodness! Holy right.
1: shit! The Christmas spirit just left my
3: body. <laughs>
4: the Holy Spirit, the Holy <laughs> yeah. Ghost. I'm gonna bring up one more question. I'm sorry, before we move on.
3: No, bring up whatever you want.
4: In this f- world, freaking dare you? All the adults don't believe in Santa. But Santa Claus is objectively real, uh-huh. objectively as a as a person, and he flies around giving presents. Yep. So does Santa skip the houses where parents don't believe? Um, do the parents just assume that whatever toys that they don't recognize the other parent put out? No. Because does, that doesn't work with uh,
3: – I, I was thinking they just assume that it is from someone else. And you know how some people – because this is something that Bailey and I talked about a couple days ago We were doing Secret Santa And there are certain people Did your parents Ever put any gifts That were from them Or were all of the gifts From Santa It was we, a mixture It we, was a mix on,
4: Christmas Eve We unwrapped The family gifts Oh interesting And we moved those all And the next morning We'd come down And there would be Unwrapped gifts From Santa Around the tree Interesting That's an interesting way to, to, to prove the illusion Yeah yeah, huh. so because that way you know you're not reusing wrapping paper. There's no handwriting on any I, tags. It's just a pile of cool uh, stuff. Santa definitely That's used smart. the same wrapping paper as my mother. Oh uh, yeah, um, I, and, and I, I think what I what I settled on is that their non belief in Santa is so strong they trick themselves into thinking that they are the ones that bought the presents in the first <laughs> place.
1: Hell yeah. Well, I, no, I think it's more likely. I mean this doesn't answer for like the single parents in the universe, but I think it's pretty likely. I mean, how often Lindsay brought this up when we were doing the exchange, how often does a person in a couple buy a gift and the other person has no clue at all. And then, you know, you'll be like, Oh, thanks mom and dad for the gift. And dad will be like, yeah, I definitely got you that for sure. That was me. I did that thing. You know, I think that's probably more likely, but it does not explain the single parents in this universe. So it's not a perfect explanation, but I think that's more likely that they get presents. Okay. Because it wouldn't be the kid's fault if the parents don't believe, right? If the kid believes, but both parents don't.
4: Yeah, Santa's not going to skip. He's too nice. Yeah.
2: The one that's always stuck out to me, and this was even when I was a kid, is Santa's depicted as making the toys. But the toys that show up are the same ones that are in the Toys R Us big book catalog. So I was always stuck on is Santa just making like the same toys as Galoob? Like it was always weird to me growing up. Like, because Santa's depicted as making toys, but no kid I know was getting handcrafted, you know, rocking horses or or fire. You have a
1: handcrafted rocking horse. (laughs) You literally do. Yes. Wait, why is that a sore spot? You just I, I you have t- I don't want to talk about it, but oh, yes, we do. Okay. We do
3: have one. <laughs> it was attempted to be given throughout the years to all of my nephews, and no one accepted it, and it has ended up in my house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. You have to continue my that will. tradition. It was just brought to my house against my will. And is it was...
1: just whoever has the latest kid gets the horse?
3: Yeah, it's like that, uh, that door stopper. Do you remember the door stopper, how it just shows up at people's houses? No. <laughs>
1: Oh, yes. I'm sorry. He's not talking about a doorstopper, folks. No, no, I am talking about a doorstopper. He is. Okay, well, you, you, this is cool because we're having an inside moment, which happens on the podcast, but we're having an inside, inside moment. Yeah, because half the a, podcast is very confused This is right a layered yeah, experience. That
3: couch totally gets in. <laughs> this couch, not so much. I mean, one of them should. Uh, the man's body vanishes, leaving behind a red suit and business card <laughs> that states, if something should happen to me, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do a uh, such a ladder appears and Scott and Charlie climb to the roof where they find a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Is that part of super um uh, super Santa's powers that he can make ladders appear? Yes. Well, he's already got the power. We're going to talk about it in a sec, but he's got the power. He's basically like um like Reed Richards how he can kind of contort his body and mm-hmm. but he also not only contorts his body, he contorts the physical realm around him. Like he breaks reality, reality and he can stretch objects that shouldn't stretch.
4: Yeah, uh, I I think he's got, I don't know. I, I think he might be like an innate sorcerer in some ways. I mean, if he's a mutant, he's an omega level mutant. Oh, absolutely. Santa's an omega, and canonically in the comics, he's omega level. Yeah.
1: Maybe he's like, um, gosh, I don't remember. I think it must be X3 where they gave Colossus the power to turn other people to metal, too. Maybe yep. he, anything he touches also has Reed Richard powers. Oh,
4: interesting. Oh, so he's like a reverse rogue.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: At Charlie's
3: request, Scott dons the suit and spends the rest of the night delivering gifts by traveling down chimneys, magically creating fireplaces that didn't exist to do so. Mm-hmm. You see, he could
4: he can bend reality. Yeah, he, he can manipulate matter. The Scarlet Witch. Well, the, he wears red. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to point out that in this scene, he he does make the uh, the Tim Allen noise. He goes ho ho ho. <laughs> what? Yeah, he does the ho ho ho, but he does it like Tim Allen from uh, or Tim Taylor, Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. Oh. Ho ho ho.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> the... <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Man. Yeah. Talk about someone who has not aged well. Yeah. No. <laughs> one yes, of our absolutely. great comedians.
4: You know, uh, it's. I I watched. Uh, I went to Magic Kingdom recently for the Christmas party and saw the Totally Tomorrowland Christmas show, which is one of my favorite things at Disney World ever, um, because it's so weird uh and it involves stitch complaining about how santa's a big snitch and if that's the case then tim allen is the perfect (laughs) guy to play him uh because he famously ratted out all of his drug buddies for a lighter sentence when he uh uh, when he got caught with cocaine in the 70s Yep.
1: you want to hear a really sad fact about myself is that i have three degrees of separation between me and tim allen i believe that my mom Dated this this dude in Michigan where we grew up, which is also where Tim Allen is from. Um, or I don't know if he's from there, but he lives there. Um, dated this this dude who's like really into cars. He was like a rich dude and cars were his thing. He had this whole warehouse full of them. And he made a car for Tim Allen.
4: Oh. Wow. I have a, a degrees of separation story, but it's for our the podcast we're recording later today. What? Uh, Which, listeners, you will have already heard by now, would have already been released. Uh, So you're not looking forward to anything. You're like, oh, this is what he was talking about. (laughs) Uh, But for everyone in this room right now, we'll put a pin on that.
3: (laughs) As the sun rises over Chicago, the reindeer take them to the North Pole. No word on if the west coast of the U.S. got presents. In the North Pole, Bernard, the head elf, explains that putting on the suit, Scott is subject to a legal technicality known as the Santa Claus and has accepted all of Santa's duties and responsibilities. It's really interesting, the choice of making... Everything that happens with Bernard is interesting (laughs) because Bernard is clearly a Jewish elf and the way that he speaks to Santa Claus about like, and he like is the one that brings up the contract. Like, just the whole framing of Bernard and the way that he is here is a really
4: interesting choice.
1: Is he reading your notes without reading your notes? Is that what's happening? Interesting. You look flabbergasted.
4: I'm like... I, I never thought of him as a... Uh... Y'all didn't think he was being portrayed as incredibly Jewish. I mean, no,
2: I, g- I... did uh, not cross my mind. I'm still struggling with it. I... I... But I grew up in parts of the world well, where and like, Jewish people. It,
4: I get I mean, I, I guess. But yeah, I mean, his, his actor is is David Krumholtz. Well, um, I'm trying to find out if he is actually Jewish. Come um, on, yeah, oh yeah, come course. on. I mean, trying is, to find look, out I'm if he's actually Jewish. Trying not to be a stereotype here, but yes, he. They're the ones doing the stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, they he, were
2: like, "We need a Jewish, um, we need a Jewish elf to read him the contract." For the record, he's, I do not know enough he, about Jewish stereotypes to know that you're right, other than this movie was in the '90s, so I assume that you are right. Yeah, yeah.
4: David, uh, yeah, um, David Crumholtz. He's from Queens. Uh, he grew up in a very working class, almost poor Jewish family. His words: His paternal grandparents emigrated from Poland. His mother moved from Hungary. Yeah. Yes, you're right. They are hundred percent and I think it's one of those things that I clocked but never really thought too yeah, hard about.
3: Because it's one of those things that just happens in movies and you just kind of glance over it like he is like basically their like Jewish lawyer, like the Jewish elf lawyer.
4: They, yeah. I can't I can't believe a Tim Allen vehicle would uh <laughs> traffic in stereotypes like this.
2: Speaking of this movie being from the nineties, <laughs> we skipped over a moment that I totally forgot about. He's, when when Tim Allen is hovering over into the fireplace, he says, it's okay, I lived through the 60s. You know, a fun joke at the time? Yeah. I'm about to do this to you. The 60s were more recent when this movie came out than this movie is today. Go to hell. Yeah, what the <laughs> f- How fucking dare <laughs> is wrong you? wrong
3: with you? <laughs> you don't have the right. Oh, you don't have the right.
2: And wow. I don't mean like the end of the 60s. I mean... The majority of the 60s were more recent when this movie Have came
1: out. Have you ever considered eating my ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd like I to formally invite you success. to eat my whole ass.
4: <laughs> you just got to think of hot sauces. <laughs> so they could go down easy. I don't well, know.
2: Jesus. Don't put hot sauce on my ass. <laughs> yeah, I've actually read... Uh, I've read Ow. Reddit posts about how that's a bad idea. Yeah, you were going to oh, I thought you were going to say, I've heard that. Never mind. Hot sauce I rescind. This goes
3: great together. I rescind. In the North Pole, Bernard the Health explains, about putting on the scoot, Scott is subject to a legal technicality known as the Santa Claus and has accepted all
4: of Santa's duties and responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> you must accept all of Santa's duties. <laughs> I will not. I'm an adult. Um,. Uh, <laughs> I like that this whole movie, this whole children's movie is premised on a legal pun uh, right. that none of them are going to get. Which wasn't
2: even necessary. Like, it's fine that it's in there, but the movie works without the pun. Yeah. Also, I guess your lore from the, the Disney Plus show now makes it make sense, but I'm still bothered when I watch this movie. Of, no one cares that the other guy died? Like, they do not care. Yeah. There the is elves not were a single shit on about it. the other I guy dying. I feel
1: like if you're thousands of years old, Maybe. you're probably used to... People dying.
3: Also, if you've seen the same group of people for the past however many hundreds of years, you probably fucking hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God, Damn. I can't can't believe this guy has finally died.
1: We're finally free of him. Wow, so glad our friend. <laughs>
4: it's like friend or boss. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, dogs
1: everywhere! We're trapped. I'm in a glass case of emotion.
3: Charlie is enchanted with the North Pole, and Bernard gives Scott 11 months to get his affairs in order before reporting back to the North Pole on Thanksgiving. Confused and overwhelmed, Scott changes into the pajamas provided to him and falls asleep. Awakening in his own bed, Scott thinks it was all a dream, though Charlie is convinced of the reality of the experience. Much to the dismay of Laura and Neil. My favorite part of this whole exchange is when he's, like, trying to reason everything, and uh, he's like, where did you get the pajamas from then? And he was like, Judy. Judy is the the waitress (laughs) from last (laughs) night.
1: She must have given me the pajamas. Yes. (laughs) They were out of hot cocoa. They were out of chocolate milk. They were out of – what else were they out of? Uh, eggnog, but they did have satin pajamas <laughs> that were gifted you to Scott. You got our Scott, last pair. And they w- just happened to have his initials embroidered on them.
3: The adults in the school staff are concerned when Charlie proudly tells his school class that Santa is Scott is Santa. He says, no, I am like Santa because I bring toys. Neil tries desperately to convince Charlie there is no Santa, but Charlie Bro. tells him, "Just because you don't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist."
1: That shitty kid in the class who has his dad right next to him being an asshole to Charlie like, "If your dad is Santa, blah blah blah." And everyone's just like, "Yeah, let this kid talk." Like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, let him be a bully." Like, "So it's if fine. I want
4: your job, all I have to do is push you off a roof." <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: like
4: Charlie, I'm gonna murder your father in thirty years. Yeah. That, take his job. That's
2: okay. Charlie's gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yes, no, that's what I thought of too <laughs> at the end of the movie. Goes, I think I'm gonna go to the failing business. I'm gonna kill my dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill my mom. I
4: wanna kill my Father, dude. I'm going to kill you. Mother I It's a Taurus joke. I can't. Wars.
3: I can't believe um. This line from Charlie, he's like a little philosopher. Just because you don't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's... Uh, like inflation. Oh, <laughs> womp, womp. Oh, you can see it. Not wanting to destroy Charlie's newfound enthusiasm, Scott asks him to keep the North Pole trip a secret. Look, I think that there's a lot of this movie that is ridiculous and uh, like out there the one part that I don't think is that ridiculous is Scott being like, he's a kid. Kids have dreams and do weird stuff. Don't destroy our kids' dreams. Yes. And they're, they're yeah. like, no, but he's... You know, he thinks his dad is Santa. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? He's a kid. He's give it a year. He'll
1: be
4: fine. I, Obviously, in a yeah. year that didn't I happen. I do
1: think it's weird that Charlie is that young and they're trying to beat Santa Claus out of him. Yeah, yeah it's so strange. And
4: it's all because Neil stopped believing at three years old. I'm, I'm just gonna complain about this right now because it's a not a big complaint. These. Losers, stop <laughs> believing in Santa Claus because one time they didn't get one present they wanted. I almost yeah. put this
2: in the notes. They are such babies. Well, Santa Santa did Santa's fake. Santa clearly does not exist because I didn't get mystery date. Like, okay. I was you get a bunch of presents and this one present. Maybe you, you weren't so good that do... year, you little shit. My right? parents
4: like <laughs> always made it clear like you might not get everything you want. Maybe Santa's not even gonna give you everything you want. I'm like, hey, you know. Santa works in mysterious ways. Who am I I to question? (laughs) Over the course of the
3: year, strange things begin to happen to Scott.
1: Strange things are happening to me.
3: Why did you do that as Goofy? (laughs) (laughs) When you walk away, you don't hear me say, please... (laughs) His hair turns white, and a beard constantly regrows, even immediately after shaving. Look, if I was Scott and I was trying to prove that all of this is out of my hands,
1: I would have just shaved. Yes, thank you. That's <laughs> what yeah. I was saying. <laughs> thank you. Also, Chris Kringle, do you relate to this point in the movie? I do, as
4: being Italian. Yes, my <laughs> my beard also does grow. Maybe I am Santa Claus. Maybe I really am Chris Kringle. Did you shave this morning? <laughs> I did not. I, oh. shaved, I shaved yesterday. Though, oh,
1: okay. And yeah, that's impressive. Yeah.
3: He develops an increased (laughs) fondness for sweets, primarily milk and cookies. It's so funny to watch them have Santa in a tank because that seems like such a real thing. A toy company would be like, this is going to (laughs) sell.
1: Also, I said this before we started recording, but this is part of the thing that makes this super 90s. Is that this whole meeting, they're just fat shaming this guy. Yeah, right. that's not cool. First off, he's 194
2: pounds. So just 30 years ago, 28 years ago, 198 pounds was heavy enough for your coworkers to stop a meeting just to call out how fat you are yeah. and for that to be fully acceptable.
1: Like he shouldn't have had to come
2: up with all those excuses. Right, and then then his boss gives him a leave, A, because he doesn't like Santana tank, which he's wrong, but still, he doesn't need to go on leave <laughs> because of that. And B, because he's fat... Oh my God. Even his doctor, yeah. though. And then his doctor, yes, and you need to diet. Like, yeah. I just, I, it, uh, oh, he lifts up his shirt and his doctor goes, ho!" Oh. like, I just, yeah, this
4: yeah, it's,
2: it's, is bad cringy. stuff.
1: It's cringy. Yeah. That didn't, uh, 194 like, pounds. Like, like, I'm on board with bad movies being good. That's why I love Jingle All the Way. To my knowledge, Jingle All The Way doesn't use this kind of humor. Yes, so this, exactly. like this sit with me weird. I was yep. like, I don't know, man. That was I my know. thing. You is could this, have picked something else.
2: This movie, sorry, Eduardo. This movie, the jokes for me went between either boring or unpleasant. Like, like it was they one could the have other.
1: focused on the beard. That's something mm-hmm. that Scott didn't have previously. Mm-hmm. He was a clean shaven dude. They could have been like, Yo, you got a big beard right now, bro. What's up with that beard?
4: Yeah, when I think of Santa. Why is it white? Fat isn't the first thing I think of. Because I'm not an asshole. Uh,
2: <laughs> also, 90s, there didn't need to be a reindeer fart joke either. Like, that wasn't yeah, necessary. Yeah. Like, let I, me tell
1: you. I forgot about
3: that. Let me tell you. We need to bring fart jokes back. <laughs> it has been too long since fart jokes
2: were a Wrong. part of our... Absolutely not.
1: I, my, yeah, my opinion on fart jokes is that if if you don't think fart jokes are funny, you're pretending. It's just like puns. Puns 100% are 100% not protected. No, you, fart jokes are funny. Farting yeah, is funny. Farting nah, is it's funny. It's an objectively funny noise. No. Eh. Nah. I'm on team farts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hashtag all, team farts. We all know I'm on team <laughs> farts. <Yeah. laughs> You're the captain. <laughs> You're recruiting for team farts. <laughs> I played bass for team farts. <laughs> oh.
2: Boss says you look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Oh my god! Yes. And it is not played. It is not played like The Office, where it's oh Michael, you can't say that. Like it's played straight. Like, he's like, yeah, like, I
4: know. Frankenstein's monster is right.
2: Today, that boss is like, that's HR. You're done. Yeah.
4: Like, <laughs> Pillsbury Doughboy, also not that fat. <laughs> uh,
3: finally, a list of every child in the world is delivered to him, and he begins to organize them by naughty or nice.
1: Super weird. I don't think that would only take one year. I agree. That's. I mean, that's a lot of data to
3: come. Well, oh, and that, but
2: you're okay with him visiting every house in one no, night? No, no, no,
3: no, no. That brings us to our next part of Santa's powers, time manipulation. Yes, yeah. Clearly... He is in some sort of hyperbolic time chamber like in Dragon Ball Z Correct. where time is moving at a slower pace where he is than the outside or the outside world is moving at a slower pace than the time that is inside. And so he is able to then use his time to do all of these other things. It also shows why he grows so old so rapidly.
1: The 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 kid says something about that, but it's like kind of nonsensical. But he tr- like doesn't he explain it slightly? He says that while they're delivering presents, time moves slower for Santa Claus.
2: I thought he just used time zones and the rotation of the earth.
1: Oh, I don't think you'd have enough time. Well, and also,
2: (laughs) for the record, Santa also I don't think is very efficient because, think about it, he finishes delivering in a house, and then they lift up and fly off as though they are going a great distance to another house. They should just be skipping over to the next house. Maybe it's
1: like real flying, Robbie, where you have to reach cruising altitude before you can come back down.
2: Still inefficient.
3: (laughs) (laughs) After Laura and Neil witness children wanting to sit on Scott's lap at Charlie's soccer game, they assume Scott is deliberately misleading Charlie and decide to have a judge suspend Scott's visitation rights. These fucking assholes. I
4: noticed something in the scene, by the way, that I never noticed before. There's an elf behind the bench huh and i i think that there are elves like undercover elves like throughout the movie like in the classroom there are. yeah there are yeah. yes so but i just happen to catch like oh that
2: she's okay. got elf ears that might make some sense because i noticed something at the end of this movie because we had the closed caption on a bunch of children run away laughing yes. yeah those and are elves. The closed caption says elves laughing well yes because yeah. i thought because right they're, before elves, they they're run, children but
4: you're... right before they run away there's a shot of all of them with their ears clearly visible, Got looking it. at each other going like, yeah, we and did And they're it. joining not the crowd.
1: They're like moment. slowly yeah. joining the crowd. Did not catch and this
4: And that girl was w- the one that was behind the bench that I, I caught in the This, this is one of the moments of the movie
1: that like is just plot for the sake of adding time to the movie because they are like, you can't see him anymore. And then he literally, the next scene, shows up and sees yes. him. And then they're cool with it. And yes. then they burn the papers. Yes, like,
2: The visitation rights does nothing it adds some weight, but there's no ramifications that actually come from it. No,
1: the ramifications are Neil going, "Hey,
2: yes, that's Would it." it. <laughs> I think you guys
3: saw a different movie. There are re- he gets arrested. Yeah, what do you no, mean? No, he gets there... arrested
2: for kidnapping. He gets arrested for kidnapping. and it is yeah. kidnapping. It's like, not kidnapping. violating his papers. Right. It's right. something completely different. He's arrested different. for kidnapping.
4: It, why can't it be both? It wouldn't be kidnapping if it weren't for the uh, visitation thing. So, like, that's all part of it. It's all part
2: Uh, of it. I'm pretty sure you have visitation rights if you disappear with your kid for a month. It's kidnapping. Yeah, but I mean, like, it. I also
4: didn't realize that this was a whole month that he was gone. Yeah, because
2: because it starts on Thanksgiving. Because he leaves on
1: Thanksgiving Mm -hmm, and he doesn't come back till Christmas Eve.
2: Yes, and for the record. I think Laura's point of view at this point is completely understandable. Like, the kid disappears. <laughs> that is kidnapping. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's not wrong.
1: Sorry, we're ruining this for you. I don't
3: think it ruins it for me. I think
1: you guys are wrong. <laughs> you, just, it, it feels like we're upsetting I you. think
3: you're saying that he, they don't uh, like deal with the ramifications of this, but they literally do. Yeah. I don't they, think they do. They, they deal with the ramifications of
2: kidnapping that's the same that's no, all it's all the not. same thing no it's not no, no, yes, no, it no, is. they it's not. could have
3: had this do, whole... we wanna, do you want to see a scene of them going back to the judge is that what would
2: no,
1: make you no, feel better no I think they could what cut the I'm scene out is, of that because it's irrelevant yeah, what I'm saying is I, he I, I could have you. he could have gone with Charlie to the North Pole his mom got upset that, that the kid is missing for a month mm-hmm. and the judge scene never needed to happen because right, that's what I'm saying that's that's what I'm saying is it's I don't still, think it made the movie though, worse it add it's
4: part of it is part of like, just seeing how it has escalated the tensions between Scott and Laura and Neil um, and and Charlie being caught in the middle of it. I think that it's just to, like, really show, like, how far this has gone and how much it is affecting all of their relationships. So I, I think that's kind of the point of it.
3: Bingo. Uh, I got you. Yeah. Maybe that was the point,
1: but it wasn't executed very well.
3: Mm -hmm. I'll execute you, okay? Please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is taking you so long? Uh, At
3: the hearing, Laura and Neil recount deciding they didn't believe in Santa Claus when they were children because they didn't get specific presents they asked for because, once again, they're assholes. (laughs) At Thanksgiving, a desperate Scott goes to Laura and Neil's house to see Charlie, but Neil will not let him anywhere near Charlie. When Neil insists that Scott is not Santa, Charlie shows Scott a magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott that he really is Santa. When Laura and Neil allow Scott a minute to talk to Charlie alone, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to the North Pole. Thinking Scott has kidnapped Charlie, Laura and Neil call the police. Santa, Charlie, and the elves spent the next month set to ZZ Top, improving the technology of gift delivery. While at home, the police search for Charlie. I love how Charlie has now gotten his own powers and become incredibly intelligent that he can build all of this technology. Yeah. It's, like, that, it's that X gene.
2: Yeah, he's, he's a mutant too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver gifts with Charlie in tow or in the sleigh. <laughs> Upon arriving at Laura and No Rose he's being Oak.
1: towed behind the sleigh <laughs> No no
3: he's holding him on his uh, toe oh, yeah, That's yeah. another power of his in He can tow. make his toe very large <laughs> Scott is arrested inside the house While Charlie waits for him in the sleigh The elves send a team to break him out of jail
2: We're elves with attitude <laughs> Also I want to add real quick That they carry The police take Scott away He goes he's okay he's on the roof And no one looks on the roof Yes like, that it's okay. bothered me It is okay it, these cops are stupid. It is okay if you say you don't have to say these. It's okay if you think he's probably lying, but it would also be real quick just to check if he's not. Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, he's on the roof. He's lying. Don't look. Don't look.
2: I found it
1: particularly weird, by the way. Speaking of Charlie being on the roof, that in that scene they like afterwards they show him on the roof, but the roof and where he is sitting on the roof, the the point of it visually cuts his head off. So it looks like Charlie's head is just on the roof. It is just <laughs> Charlie's head just hanging out up there. Also, I find it weird that the elve acronym for their special ops team is also just elves. Like, we should call the Secret Service, like, human-
2: it's also, it's a forced like, acronym. What is it? It's uh, yeah, it's, it's elevated uh, effective f- effective, it's effective flying liberation. Yeah, force. effective.
4: Li- yeah, and first of all, the E should have been elite.
2: Oh, uh, effective liberation flying service. It's bad. It's not it's great. Forced. They yeah.
1: could have had any other Christmas name for well, a. Also, force I'll team. bet I
2: can come up with something better for Elf. Like i
1: Yeah, elite is already a better word for E. I think. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, I'm gonna. Uh, it is, oh, the Santa Clauses, effective liberating flight squad. They uh, they are back in episode three of the Santa Clauses, by okay. the way. Um, <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, first of all, elite, uh, elite a little bit... legion.
1: Yeah, they of put effective flying... in there so that you just don't doubt how good they are. I guess, yeah. like, no, we're effective.
2: Spe- elite, elite legion of flying specialists.
1: That would be better. That's yeah. Also bad, but it's better. Legion. I like legion. We are Legion.
3: Uh, uh, a
4: nice uh, X-Men reference. Yeah. Maybe that's why they avoided it, since they didn't want to get tangled up in the rights there. <laughs> He's yeah. a mutant. Yeah, but but again, not in 96. They couldn't. Yeah. yeah. A- and also, uh, since I guess we'll, we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but uh, since this is a legacy character, and this Scott Calvin is granted the powers by becoming Santa, uh, I guess he technically is not a mutant, so that probably clears it up that that's they could fair. use him uh, mm. you know, without having to worry about that.
0: <laughs>
3: Scott returns Charlie to his house and insists he spend Christmas Eve with Laura and Neil. His heartfelt speech to Charlie about the importance of everyone in the family convinces Laura and Neil that he is Santa somehow. (laughs) 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 Laura burns the court papers, suspending Scott's visitation rights, and tells Scott he can visit any time. Bernard appears and tells Charlie that any time he shakes his magical snow globe, his father will appear. Before leaving, Scott gives Laura and Neil the two Christmas presents they never got as children, mystery date and a weenie whistle.
4: So I now choose to believe that Santa way back when deliberately chose not to give those give them those presents so that new Santa could as you know, it was help them believe they had planned you know, the Santa lineage had planned this all decades in advance.
1: Wow. That's, That's like some uh, some TVA shit right there. Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, 4D chess. This
1: is the other part of the movie that I'm like that was nonsense because Tim Allen delivers this whole speech to Charlie about how it's important to spend Christmas with his mom and it's not selfish, he's not the, he's not selfish at all, but I I can't let all these kids down and and your mom, your gift to your mom and Neil is that you can spend time with them and then Two minutes later he's like, Alright, get in the sleigh. <laughs> Let's
2: go. I hadn't hadn't <laughs> even crossed my mind,
1: you're right. He's like, spend time with your mom, but ten minutes later, just kidding, get in the sleigh.
3: I don't think it was ten minutes later though, because it like It was ten minutes well, later. Well that's he what he literally minutes. says. He actually to says Charlie. ten minutes. He says uh, right. it's only yep. been ten minutes. That's yep. right, that's right, that's right. So but ten the,
1: minutes after the spend Christmas with your mom speech, he takes him again. The
2: movie does seem to frame it as it's longer. Yeah. And then he undermines it with the words that he says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of um it's like beauty and the beast where uh there's no reason the timeline could have been anything then they have a song that says 10 years meaning that the and and oh and also the 21st birthday thing you didn't have to say any of those things the timeline worked just fine and you put in stupid lines in the script that screw it up
1: yeah i don't specifically know what you're talking about
2: uh okay beauty and the beast he has to find love by his 21st birthday mm. And then the, in the song, 10 years we've been rusting, leaving so much time. Oh, resting. so he was a dick when yeah. he was 11. Right. She punished a dude when he was 11 and uh-huh. said he had to find true love as an animal in the next 10 years. As, as an 11 year old. Yeah, so. Amazing.
4: So in the live action version, they added all this stuff about how. And time froze for them in the castle, and they had 10 years.
1: Ah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs>
4: Charlie summons
3: Scott back with the snow globe and Laura agrees to let Charlie go with Scott in the sleigh to finish delivering the presents. So how does this fit in the MCU? It is the first MCU movie. Of course. And so how do we think it kind of shaped the rest of the MCU moving
4: forward?
2: Well, they started actually spelling out power sets after this instead <laughs> of leaving it open to interpretation. Sure.
4: Uh, they... Uh, really they took on quite a challenge by first adapting a character i mean i get them you know santa claus is probably more well known than any other marvel character i think that's safe to say mm-hmm. worldwide so on worldwide. one hand i get that but they really you know i don't want to say paint themselves in a corner but they made it very hard on themselves by picking a character that they could not use a lot of the elements from the comics legally uh so it was it was interesting uh, but you know it, it made sense when they started bringing it back later i do think
1: i think this paved the way for how uh of like this movie is very clearly of its time and then iron man was also very clearly of its time <laughs> yeah they yeah. kept that theme going for a bit
4: it's uh You know, I mean, when, well, like in Avengers, uh, I I do think it's interesting. You know, they 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 kind of very slowly started reintroducing these things. Um, I mean, obviously, Iron Man three set at Christmas, so he played a pretty big uh, part in that, even even off screen. Uh, But like the like in Avengers, when we found that that Elfs was actually a division of Shield, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, I mean, I thought that that's one of those things. Sometimes a retcon. To tie stuff together can be annoying, but I remember losing my mind in the theater. Yeah, when that happened. It is
3: really cool that they're they're sort of like the, the cast in this is sort of like the X Men. How they all just sort of end up on different teams. You know, with with Scott being part of the Avengers, and then you've got Bernard over there with the Midnight Sun. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Judy is with the Young Avengers.
1: Do you think that they're just too powerful to have been invited to the event? I mean, they invited a literal god of thunder, but they didn't invite Santa to be on their elite right, squad. Nick, what was friend. Nick
4: Fury thinking? No, 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 no. Santa, Santa was Santa's an Avenger. Yeah,
1: is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh,
3: he doesn't show up later. You remember at the end of the movie, we get that end credit scene where uh, uh, we get um, Chris Evans before he ever did <laughs> Fantastic Four, and he was a child, and he pulls off the the thing in the van with Falcon, and it's Santa Claus, and then he's in there Civil War. Santa Claus is the one that turns the tide, and then Santa uses his time powers in Endgame to send everybody back in time. Now we're combining. Yeah.
1: I'm talking about the original Avengers. Not clearly Santa's in the second Avengers. Oh, I he's that. not. You're I, right.
4: I,
3: Santa I, okay. is not yeah, an sorry.
1: original Avengers. You guys are doing that thing where you're mixing movies again.
4: I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I. I <laughs> he's on the Avengers team, but he is not part of the original yeah, Avengers. Yeah. Why didn't okay. he get uh, called
1: to defend New York from the Chitares. because you think that. Nick Fury has the
3: capability to call Santa. Santa shows up when Santa wants. Yeah.
1: Why didn't Santa want to? It, it, you know, San, because Santa's
4: a lot like Captain Marvel. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> he was doing otherworldly things. Yeah.
4: You know, Santa has a lot of other things. You know, the the happiness and joy of children is more important than ever in difficult times like now. Hmm. And the same thing in the MCU. Uh, it was. I, I did think it was very effective in Infinity War to re- you really drive the stakes home when you realize how powerful Santa uh, or thanos is when the snap actually dusted santa oh like, yeah like the fact that I didn't like santa that at claus all. himself was not exempt from that like that was
1: it was especially weird that his his words while being dusted were let it snow and then his <laughs> dust kind of just yeah. I
4: don't know if An they ill-advised attempt at levity in yeah, that scene. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think but, they should have done but,
1: that. I, but but no,
3: you guys it, get it all play, wrong. No, no, in endgame, right it, before it, it, he's dusted, he goes. <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> dusted. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I, you must have seen a different cut.
4: No, it's it was it was foreshadowing because uh, <laughs> the the snowfall in the final battle in endgame when santa arrives on on the scene Uh, you know that's you know he i think much like dr strange he was aware of how things are going to go down thanos clearly was always on the naughty list
1: i really liked that they gave kind of like um shuri's um like hand cannon things i like that they gave judy the hot cocoa cannons those are cool yes
3: and when santa had mjolnir that was insane. Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
4: And it's like, like, obviously, he's yeah.
3: worthy, but... And
1: they looked on their face. Wow, I can't believe you could wield that. You can't believe... Are you kidding me? Fucking, I got yeah. the suit, bro. I'm already... I'm wearing Mjolnir. Yeah. Yep.
3: Um, Ooh, more powerful mystical garment. Uh, Santa's suit or uh, Dr. Strange's cape? Suit. Oh,
1: it's the suit. Oh,
3: absolutely, the Santa suit. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it doesn't... I don't think... I think if you're comparing the two more powerful, yes, not as good of a personality. Sure, yeah. Obviously. Sure. I mean,
4: yeah. because, because Santa's suit isn't sentient. I mean, yeah. so like the Cape is more of a character, the, the cloak. <laughs> when the it lo- comes to personality, invitation. sentient things usually, <laughs> <lose. laughs> they usually better. win. Yeah. But just <laughs> as far as like, it, textiles imbued with magical powers, Santa's suit is clearly the most powerful suit in the MCU. Yeah. Yeah, and and I just I'm we're getting more and more mutant hints now uh, in the MCU and I'm just really interested to see are we going to finally get confirmation that Santa or his predecessor was a mutant um or are they just going to kind of leave it alone like they did with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch obviously they had to change their origins a little bit to explain why they weren't calling them mutants then how they you know, got their powers differently and they did the same thing here um but it will be interesting to see if uh, you know if there's any crossover there at any point in the future. Maybe, maybe they'll make Charlie a mutant. I think he already is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. I agree. MVPs. Chris, we'll start with you. Who's your MVP for this movie? Uh, I uh, went ahead and I gave it to Bernard. Um, he doesn't pop up much, but whatever he does, he just kind of has like a fun, clippy delivery, which yeah. I enjoyed.
3: I mean, you could say it's the beginning of, like, the Marvel quippy.
4: Yeah, yeah, he he kind of set the template for yeah. a lot of characters that, that we get later on. How about you, Eduardo?
3: I give it to Charlie. I think Charlie is the heart and soul of this movie. Oh, 100%. And yeah. I think it's really awful what they do to him in the Santa Claus 2, and I think that movie's stupid. I haven't seen that one. What he did. becomes bad. He goes on the
4: naughty list. Yeah. Oh, no. He turns into
1: a huge asshole. Does he recover by the third one? Yeah. Okay.
4: They brought the same actor back for the TV show. Oh, wow. The kid, like, who's not a kid Does anymore. Does he know how to act now? No, I haven't watched it, <laughs> oh, so. Damn. <laughs> okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> Just Peach. curious. Peach, what about you? Uh, I think that Judy is the MVP. The waitress? Why? Be- be- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin my joke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because she gives Scott the most incredible pajamas of all time.
2: They are nice pajamas. No, I He's
1: think the second that- most
4: powerful suit in the MCU.
2: <laughs> I think that, uh,
1: that Judy the Elf is my MVP because she is the, I think she is the turning point for Scott starting to believe because he's still skeptic. He's still like skeptic about the whole thing. And she like gives him the really delicious hot cocoa. And she's like, uh, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. And I think that's when the gears in his brain are like, okay, maybe this isn't all hogwash, you know? Maybe I should embrace this. So go Judy. Also, she helps invent the uh the thing in the sleigh that dispenses the hot cocoa. I want one of those in my car. Right now. It'd be like an easy bake oven.
2: You live in Florida. When do you drink hot chocolate?
1: Right now only. Okay. <laughs> this time of year only. I don't I don't let heat stop me from drinking hot chocolate. Yeah, I so still I drink just coffee tur- all turn year. Turn up around. the air
4: conditioner and it's cold enough. Yeah.
1: Alright, Robbie, who's the MVP?
2: So I'm gonna be going through it on this MVP, so bear with me. We're all going through <laughs> My it. My original answer was Neil. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're a weenie whistle. <laughs> there are reasons that I think Neil is great. He has badass sweaters. He is a suppo- he is an incredibly supportive and wholesomely protective um, uh, stepfather. He is also actually supportive of and very patient with his wife's ex-husband. He offers him his card for therapy. Um, hmm. Neil is actually a very, very uh, non-toxic Actually, indivi- yeah, you're I'll, right. I'll, I'll he you aged that. well. Yes, yes. Comparatively. Neil, Neil ages way better than most of these other people. His acting sucks, he is far more. He is far more supportive of a lot of things than most of the other people in this film. He is a much more patient and intelligent and mature individual. However... I am removing him from MVP status because y'all are right. The crybaby fun police <laughs> fit because he didn't get a weenie whistle is actually pretty awful. Yeah. So I am given no recourse other than to go with Total Tank Santa. As my <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was total-
4: wild when he showed up in Multiverse of Madness, by the way. Because Total Tank oh, Santa the is part. the
2: coolest thing and a great reference. So Total Tank Santa it is.
1: Man, I didn't realize your points about Neil. He is the only thing about the movie that like actually ages pretty well. Maybe and he's the, the butt of the thing.
4: jokes. So what does that? Tell and you I, about I the think
1: 90s? too, I didn't realize this, but uh, I think therapy was kind of considered a joke back yes, then. Yes, it was. They so make fun of it a lot in this movie. That's why I think his punchline, like he's not a
2: doctor, he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. he is a doctor. Yep. No,
1: like yep. Tim Allen, you you need the therapy, not Scott. Yes. Tim Allen, take the therapy. <laughs> <laughs> ratings robbie we'll
3: start with you what are you gonna rate this movie
2: uh i'm really iffy on this i found myself like i mentioned pretty bored most of the movie at the same time though there are moments i'm i'm a sucker for christmas and there are some moments in this movie that really get me in that nostalgia place of christmas as a child uh which i forget i think the one that most gets me is when he comes back to that one house with the girl who remembers him from the year before. Yeah. Yes. Like
4: okay, that, that is the... I liked that moment. I'm bumping that gets- up my score because you just reminded me of that There's scene. There's
2: a lot of this movie, movie that hits me in the Christmas place. So I'm just gonna shoot right down the middle and I'm gonna give it five forced compact disc mis- misdirects out of ten
1: can I change my MVP it's actually that little girl yeah, yeah Sarah I thought, about, I thought about making Sarah, Sarah was yes. her yeah. name I thought when, about making her my MVP he's about.
4: like oh the milk's a little sour and she goes it's soy milk you said you're lactose intolerant and just the way yes. he very kindly responds to that is like I did say that thank you for remembering it's like oh he's he's good now he really is Santa <laughs> yeah. she's so sweet this is just uh, <laughs> that's his, the
2: best scene of that movie so and like he was yeah. so mean to her he was so
1: mean to her when he first arrived and she still was like "Yeah." You know what I'm gonna get leave him soy milk yeah, this she, year, she's
4: the purest person in yes, this movie. She is correct.
1: Good job, Sarah. She is
4: also in the Santa Clauses, really. Played by uh Casey Wilson from um, uh, um, uh, oh, what was that show? Happy Endings.
2: That might actually make me watch the Santa Clauses. Yeah,
4: I wasn't gonna watch it, but the more we've talked about, it, the more I'm like, oh, maybe I should. Yeah,
2: maybe I should give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. All right, now for a pendulum swing, Eduardo.
4: Yeah, y'all are crazy.
3: This movie's great. I think you guys uh, don't have enough compassion for the classics. Uh, This movie is nine plain milks out of ten. It's a nine out of ten.
1: All right, plain milk is the thing. Yeah, it's fine. Plain milk. What kind of milk? What? What kind of milk? Plain. Plain. What? What cut of milk? (laughs) What? Skim, whole, two percent, soy, oat. Whatever milk you want, doesn't matter.
2: (laughs) For the record, I'm very, very here for Eduardo's inclusivity stance on milk.
1: Yeah. Peaches? Yeah. um, You know, I think this is one of those movies that, had I seen it as a kid, I probably would hold some nostalgia. yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I remember seeing this in theaters. I don't remember when I saw this, but I was an adult. And God. I think a lot of it doesn't hold up very well. It doesn't age that well. But there are some sweet moments like we just talked about. So overall, uh, I will give it six Topo Gijos out of ten. Chris? Yeah,
4: and I, like I said, I did literally just bump up my score half a point because you reminded it me did. of that Sarah scene. Uh, that is so sweet. That is like the best Christmasy scene in the movie. Um, didn't age super great. I did see it in theaters when I was a kid. I liked it then. I like it just fine now. So I gave it seven elves with attitude out of ten. <laughs>
2: um, elves
1: with attitude. Real quick, Ba-ba-ba-bam- I want to now derail now this episode. Because we're talking
2: about Christmas. We're talking about how it aged well. What, is it, what are everyone's favorite couple christmas movies like what are the christmas movies that do age well that you do watch jingle all the way okay. the nightmare
1: before christmas home alone uh there's one other that i try to watch oh and the <laughs> Gonna, this is the one that's gonna lose you guys, uh, the Jim Carrey
4: Grinch. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: I fucking love the live action Grinch. Yeah. That's, that's actually definitely, that's definitely a generational thing. Like that, that, like the Star Wars prequels. That was one where I grew up. Like everyone obviously hates that movie, and then at some point, no. people like ten years younger than me grew up. They're like, "What? Everyone loves the Grinch."
1: That movie is zany, and I love it. Yeah,
4: I. This is actually gonna be my recommendation yeah. for the next episode. That we're recording today, I was gonna do my favorite Christmas specials and Christmas albums. Uh, so just to keep it real quick, and I I'm more of a Christmas special than a Christmas movie guy. Uh, so the original animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas, um, Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer. Those I I feel like I need to try to watch those every year. Uh, I'm gonna throw in the Phineas and Ferb Christmas episode um, because I watched that again a few days ago and. That show is delightful.
2: I'm going to skip ahead to my recommendation for the next episode. I'll okay. bring this back up on the other episode as well. But um, I'm disappointed in you that you did not name A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, that, which is
4: that's the other one I was going to say. The yes. best Christmas movie. Yeah, that is, that's the other one I was going to um, say.
2: Home Alone, I think, is actually the opposite of this. Came out three years before this. And I think I like Home Alone more now than I did as a kid. Like I think Home Alone actually ages. I, I think, think that ages just fine. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Um, those are the big ones to me. Um, I nightmare for, for me is more Halloween than Christmas, but nightmare. Uh, which listen, I also, I, which I also I, like more as an adult. Than I, I did am as a kid.
1: firmly in the camp that it is both a Christmas and a Halloween movie. I will fight anybody. I think if you want to get super technical, it is more of a Christmas movie because mm-hmm. the the it opens with. Halloween night them celebrating the job well done that they have done and then they are preparing the whole movie for Christmas which then happens at the conclusion mm-hmm. so I think if you had to pick a side it should be that it's a Christmas movie but I think it's both
4: it's to me I think it's a Christmas movie with a Halloween sensibility because it's made I mean the fact that it's stop motion is clearly a throwback to all the old Rankin and Bass specials like Rudolph and Frosty and all that sure so I think that it's you know Using the tropes of a, a and style of a Christmas movie or Christmas special um, to tell a very Halloweeny story about Christmas. Yeah, so,
1: Halloweeny. I watch it during both seasons, yeah. though.
4: Oh yeah, you absolutely can. Facts.
2: Two that haven't had time to age, but I also really like. Um, I really like the Lego Star Wars Christmas special, um, a lot, uh, and it's great. I mean, it's a lot of great Star Wars deep cuts as well, um, and then the other one. In the spirit of the Santa Claus, a great taking up the reins is the next Santa Claus special that I think is actually very good. Uh, it's only three years old on Disney Plus is Noel. I think Noel. Oh, Anna Kendrick? Yeah, I think Noel is, is the next classic. That was like
1: playing at your place once. I don't remember what. Was it last Christmas?
3: Wait, what was?
2: Noel. Noel. Was it playing at mine?
1: It was. I re- I don't remember.
3: Yes,
4: I remember this. We um, were all there. Yeah, I was there.
3: Huh.
2: Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. I usually
3: yeah. think it's like Four Christmases. Four Christmases plays at our that I, our... I yeah, that well your list? Is, is that it? <laughs> uh, Jingle All the Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four Christmases because it's not my choice. <laughs> and The Santa Claus.
1: Okay. Awesome. Dash your dear to Prince of Vixen, Comic Cupid, Donna Blitzen.
3: Chris, did you give your a rating already? I yes, did, yes.
2: I derailed it after his rating.
3: Rankings. Robbie, where are you going to rank? The Santa Claus, the first Marvel movie.
2: The MCU has gotten stronger and stronger over time. So there are only a couple MCU movies since the Santa Claus that I'm going to rake behind the Santa Claus. Um, again, it gets bonus points for being Christmas and I'm a Christmas sucker. Um, but the only MCU movies <laughs> I like it more than are. <laughs> I didn't say
4: a damn thing.
2: <laughs> Iron Man 2 and The Eternals. Oh man, Eduardo.
3: Uh, once again, I think you guys are crazy. Santa Claus right up there at the top. Black Panther, Shang-Chi, Endgame, and then the Santa Claus.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Listen, I appreciate that you uh, you like the original movie the best. It's got some history, but that's wild. Uh, I'm on the other end, though. I think, I think it's near the bottom. I think uh, Avengers Age of Ultron is better but I don't think it's better than Hulk, Iron Man 2, or Thor 2. So it sits in between.
4: It's in the lower portion of my ratings as well, between Iron Man 2 and Multiverse of Madness.
1: Damn, I always forget that Multiverse of Madness is that low for you. (laughs)
4: Well, that's going to do it for this
3: episode of Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective. Uh, If you want to support the show like you're doing right now, patreon.com is Assembly Required. All of you are already... That are listening to this are Patreon our patrons, so thank you. Huge thanks to our Avengers Level patrons Brian, Riley, Adrian, and Michael, and huge shout out to Adrian who gifted us a bunch of microphone stands that we are currently using right now. So we very oh, much yeah. appreciate it. Email the show some at gmail.com Twitter ABCD Eduardo One Philkin Three, and at Assembly Cast for the show. Twitch.tv Peaches if you want to watch Peach do Peach things. That's gonna do it for myself, for Robbie, for Chris, for Peaches. We love you three thousand. Bye everybody.
4: Excelsior. Top of season. Bubbly, bubbly.
0: On. Director Fury, the council has made a decision. I recognize the council has made a decision. But given that it's a stupid ass decision, I've elected to ignore it. Director, you're closer than any of our subs. You scramble that ch-
4: Hold your rein, dear Santa! Until I'm certain my team can't
0: hold it, I will not order a nuclear strike against the civilian population. If we don't hold it here, we lose everything. I send that bird out we already have. So, that get me off your naughty list?